everybody. This is Tracy Malone, and I am the founder of NarcissistAbuseSupport.com. I am a coach globally, and I have written a, a book on divorcing your narcissist and about 35 journals at this point that are designed to help you heal. But today, my guest is going to talk about arriving through uncertainty. And I met her many years ago after I was at a thrift store and I bought her first book, A Year Without Fear. It's a daily journal, one, two, three, every day you read something. And at the end of 365 days, I was like, oh my God, I got to get more of this woman. <laughs> I need it. And I ended up um, looking her up, finding out that she was actually here in Denver and that she taught uh, Course in Miracles courses. So I immediately got on the phone with a bunch of girlfriends and we decided to sign up and I have forever been addicted to her work. Um, Tama Keeves is her name and she was a Harvard graduate and was working for a big law firm and talk about uncertainty. She gave up her law firm job to really help people live their most extraordinary lives and it truly is uh i've been taking her course in miracles um so many times now it's almost my own therapy and it just changes from fear to love and it's just the most powerful thing but today we're going to talk about um thriving through uncertainty because my clients as you well know if you're one of the people that are in my audience, you do know how uncertain our lives can be when we're, you know, overcoming a narcissist and it's really scary. So we're going to ask Tama all kinds of questions and Thriving Through Uncertainty is her other book that this is our topic today. And I read this in a pool in Mexico and I couldn't put it down. I was like, I need this. I, 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 again, I'm just sucking up as much as I can. And even though I'm healed, I am still going, how can I get better? What don't I know? And so let's talk to Tama and ask her about the uncertainty that we all face when we're in a narcissistic relationship. So without any further ado, let's go meet Tama. Hi, Tama. Welcome hey. back. I'm so glad to be here. I love when we get to meet and and share our our juice with the world because you have so much power and you have just inspired me. I I, I you know I have told people that you are my therapy. When I go to Course in Miracles, you are the girl, and you just fill my happy hole. And so um, today we're going to be talking about uncertainty, and it's based on your book, Thriving Through Uncertainty, which I read on vacation, and I, I just I just couldn't put it down. But Thriving Through Uncertainty is different with victims of narcissistic abuse, right? Mm -hmm. They are dealing with people and, you know, sometimes it's abrupt. They don't know where they're going to live, who they're going to, you know, how they're going to pay their bills. They are, they are absolutely opposite of thriving. They are panicking with <sighs> fear and anxiety. And mm -hmm this fear could be crippling. So mm -hmm. it's hard to be like, well, how do I live through the uncertainty when I don't know where I'm going to eat my next meal? It's it's a different, you know, level. Um, they don't have dreams. They just want to make it through tomorrow and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, their hope gets, you know, just obliterated. They don't know where they're going, what's up and down. So can you share how the difference between, you know, fear and un uncertainty, how they overlap? Because, you know, I met you because of your year without fear book, which I loved. And then we came to your group, but um, they do overlap the fear and the uncertainty 
combined. So can you share how we, which one do we conquer first? What do we do? Oh my God, absolute fear, fear and uncertainty are together, right? Because fear is constantly telling you these terrifying things about your life, which makes you feel more uncertain, which makes you feel less instinctive, which makes you feel less resourced in your strength. And so I think fear is a huge thing that we have to conquer. And, and that's what the uncertainty is for. Like in, in a crazy, crazy way, this uncertainty can be a gift because it's going to be the time in your life that you discover how much fiber you have, how much genius you have, and also that you're not alone, that there's a, that there's a spiritual context that you have forces and resources that you don't even know about. Um, Didn't you have something in the book? And I, in fact, I was just going to say that. Yes. Perfect. I want you to read that for us. We, yeah. we're, we're in sync already. Uh, let me just, so this is how I begin thriving through uncertainty. And I'm just dedicating this to everybody listening right now. And it just says, you may feel like things are challenging at this moment in your life. You, but let's get this straight right now. It's not because you're failing or broken. It's because your spirit demands soaring, not coping. It's your time. And I thought this would be a perfect thing to share because a lot of times when we're, when we're in that uncertainty, we feel so broken and scared and things are falling apart. But keep in mind, this is a transformation and alchemy. Your spirit is demanding soaring. And we've, we've been used to a life of coping. And that's why this is here. Yeah. And, and, you know, when, when a victim of abuse, um, goes through the uh, breakup or goes through a divorce or, or, you know, a, a no contact situation with a family member, you know, there's so much that's going on in them and they paralyze, they just freeze and they, they don't know what to do. And so, um, you know, when someone's going through this paralyzing and they're, they don't really know what uncertainty they're facing, how can, how can they figure that out? You know, I think I think the biggest thing that this is going to be calling us to, all of us, is cultivating a different relationship with ourselves. You cannot be harsh with yourself and and uncover your instinctive genius. You can't, you know, especially when you're afraid and things are going on that, like you said, are out of your control and circumstances and fears are rampant. The one thing you absolutely have to do is create a safe space for yourself inside yourself, cultivating this inner voice of kindness. You've got this, you can do this, calm down, slow down. And, and especially our minds are like racing ahead, trying to think of everything, but what if this, but what if that? And how do I do this? And why didn't I do this? And I should have whatever. And this is a moment to be really, really present. And again, with that kindness and with that safety, you will know what to do moment by moment. And that's what uncertainty teaches us. It teaches us a very different way to live. Uh, and, you know, and I loved your thing of like panicking through uncertainty, you know, of that's, that's our first reaction. Everybody's first reaction is, oh my God, push this away. I'm panicking. I can't do this. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's asking us to come. Are you coming from the love inside you? Or are you coming from the fear? Are you coming from the strength inside you? Or are you coming from that weakness? And for me, it's really been about cultivating a different relationship with myself, which didn't come easy, you know, for most of us, mm -hmm. you know, so. And, and and that's the key here is people, you know, they, if they're in, the, in a breakup in a relationship, that's something like this, it is, 
it is, I don't know who I am anymore. And yes. so how do I even muster this if I'm brokenhearted or can't get out of bed um, or can't pay for food next week? Um, so the uncertainty is um, a, a more trauma-based uncertainty, right? And so it does come down to knowing your own power, right? And that's what your message here is, is that we had it all along. It's like the ruby slippers. You had the power all along, you know? So, so um, you know, exactly. I remember there was something that you, you owe it to yourself to make braver stories. You know, I'm just going to go back to what you just said for just one second, because I think it's really important, you know, of that in any major change, it's that like many of us took what we thought was the safe road, you know, like just play it safe. Don't rock the boat. Don't, you know, don't, you know, uh, change things right but then for many of us it's like that safety became unsafe right the thing that we thought was predictable or the thing we were doing to be safe and so we didn't want to change right and most of us change I know for myself I didn't change because I woke up one day and thought oh my god I feel so inspired and I need to change my entire life right it was more desperation it was more, I can't breathe any minute more. I mean, for me, it was a career transition of, of leaving a, a big legal career. Of, but, but the same thing, it was terrifying. It was terrifying because I thought a certain safety would guarantee me safety. And what happens is, like you said, you lose who you are. You start losing connection with your real self, with the love inside you. you start, it starts slipping away and you start believing the lie. You start believing, you know, for me in law, for instance, I didn't feel like I really fit because I really wanted to be a writer and I wanted to be creative. And that was my dream. And I started believing the lie of, well, this is your life and you're stuck and you're trapped and you're not that good at this, you know, and all those lies, because in the wrong environment, it feeds the wrong part of you. In the wrong environment, it feeds the wrong part of you. And so the most courageous thing you can ever do is in stepping out of that environment, you've already made that change. You've already sided with something else. You've already set that into momentum. And like I said before, I do believe that this is a an inspired or spiritual journey that for me anyways, and for many of the clients I work with, it was really about opening up to a different power inside myself. It wasn't my brain anymore. It wasn't my willpower anymore. It was just needing to believe that I was led in some way, needing believe, to believe that there was a, a different source of love. And there was, and it comes instinct by instinct, moment by moment. You will have help. You will have the breadcrumbs to follow. You're just scaring the heck out of yourself, but you're actually stronger in the moment where you're changing than in the moment when you're not, mm -hmm. right? So I just, I just thought that was a really important thing to let you know. Absolutely. And, and, and what you were just saying too, was they believe the recording, the fear recordings, right? That's what you were just talking about. And it ties into the fear, you know, I'll never, I'll never be able to take care of myself because that's what they told me or, yes. you know, that th those things start to feed off. And I lived a, a regular diet of that kind of stuff, you mm. know, I had narcissistic parents. And I was like, what <sighs> thing my father said to me before he died a month later was, you're going to write a book? Who the hell would read your book? You know, yeah. and, and like you hear those recordings your entire life. Your entire life. To believe them. Yes. And so we've yes. heard the narcissist recordings. You're not good enough. You'll never be. Yeah, that, that. Right. You know? 
you have no right. And then, and then on top of it, there's society's recordings, right? Like on top of the narcissistic, you know, if you have, you know, that trauma, then there's also the, the cultural recordings, right? That say, you're not good enough, stay safe. You know, like for me, it was same thing. Like, I, you know, I wanted to be a writer my whole life when I was growing up and I grew up in a, you know, Jewish family and I kept hearing, you're going to write, you're going to starve. It was just that, that party line, you know, you know <laughs> get a real job, you're going to starve, right? And and I thought that was practical. I thought that was reality. That's what I was fed. Then in school, that's what I was told as well. Like, don't do something that you love. Don't do something that moves you. That's unsafe. Why would you believe in yourself? We know better. We know better for you. This is what's safe. And it takes so much courage to believe in ourselves, to believe in what's holy in us, what's only in us, because nobody knows what you're capable of more than you do right but we but we are constantly getting these messages and the worst thing we can do is think that they're practical that they're realistic and i should just shut myself down i should want less i should just cope i should just get by and every one of you has this light in you that has capacities beyond what you could imagine and i think all of us are being called at this time in in every situation to truly listen and to rise up into who we're meant to be because you're meant to feel safe and you're meant to feel good and you're meant to express your genius. Absolutely. And and in your book, you have this thing, we owe it to ourselves to make braver choices. And this so rolls into that, right? I mean, this is a brave choice. It might not have been your choice to get a divorce and leave your family home and all of the other horrible things that are going but that part wasn't our choice, but where we go is. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And, you know, and, and I think also it's like, for me uh, about making braver choice, I'm timid. You know, it's funny, like most people who meet me always think that, oh, she's so bold and she's so fiery. And it's like, oh God, I'm so neurotic and scared all the time. And I would, I would choose to make lesser choices. I would choose not to rock the boat. But when I say you owe it to yourself to make braver choices, it's you discover who you really are and what you're really capable of by making a slightly braver choice. And by the way, a braver choice doesn't have to be one big bold thing. So I, I give an example in my book, for instance, of um, for me, I, I was in New York City at one point, and um, I can be I can be claustrophobic. I can get I can get really frightened by energy and too much and whatever. And I I needed to take the subway, and I'm from New York City originally, so this is ridiculous. But uh, but but fear is fear, right? Um, and I needed to take the subway, and I was terrified to do it. And so I worked with myself. So this is what I do with my clients, and what I'm going to suggest with you: if you're going to make a braver choice. Can you make the decision to say, I'm going to do this tiny little thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be infinitely kind with myself. I'm giving myself permission to back out if I get scared. And I'm also telling myself, I'll choose again. I'll come back to this. Right. So that's what I did. I, I got on the subway and I just like, I was in that, you know, subway car and my normal hostile voice would be like, what is wrong with you? Every other person here can bear this. What is wrong with you that you have to be a freak? Right. But I just kept coaxing myself like, honey, it's okay. You can get out at the next stop. You don't even have to take this the whole way. You have a credit card. You could take a cab, whatever you need, honey. But can you go just a little bit further? Can you try it? 
And I talked to myself that the whole way there. And like, every time we were to stop, I was like, oh, I have to get out. And it's like, well, I'm going to try it a little more. So that's what I want to offer to you is that in these times of change, when you're making brave choices, you don't have to be brave all at once. It's a muscle. We're building it. And you build it through this infinite kindness, but also the fierceness of, and I will choose again. I will not back down. Uh, I might give myself permission to back out, but I will not back down. Yeah. So, um, And what you were just saying brought up a story that I want to share that when I when I had a career during my marriage and, and, and post-marriage and um, I was in the marketing business and for about four years, I did both jobs. I was a coach and I did my marketing clients as well. And so I got really trained in 12 hour days, but then I was like, this is getting exhausting. And, and I, I said, I'm just going to go take a walk. It was a beautiful spring day. And I'm like, universe, spirit, give me a sign. Just give me mm -hmm. a sign, please. Because like, show me the way I should go. Should I, should I just cut bait and let go of the marketing job and, and go into this all the way? I, I was so unsure, uncertain. Mm -hmm. of, will that support me? Will I be able to live the, you know, all the recordings sure. that we're throwing at ourselves. And I always go out of my driveway and I take a left and like spirit just said, go right. I'm like, okay, don't know where I'm going, but okay. So mm -hmm. I, I, there's no trail that way, but I walked that way and I ended up paralleling the golf course that's behind my house and well there's a trail let me go down there spirit please send me the sign send me the sign oh there's a feather on the floor and I'm like feathers are good signs thank you thank you <laughs> I picked up the feather but I kept walking within yes. 20 feet maybe 30 feet I picked up 200 feathers. Oh. I still have them in a jar in my bedroom. They oh. are like, this was the sign. And that was the defining moment of the uncertainty, which way you're going to go, Tracy. First, yes. you took a different path, right? And then how many more feathers do you want, lady? <laughs> and they were the entire ride home. Everything I walked by, I was like, oh my God, another one. And they were like physically sticking out of the ground. Have you ever seen a feather like with the, the pointy part in the ground? It was like someone like wow. put them there for me. And I'm like, like someone did. It was amazing. It was a universal, like, this is the uncertainty. And, and then what you want, I just wanted to share that because it was my pinnacle Such a point. beautiful, beautiful example. And, you know, to other people, right? Like to other people that you might tell that to, they might go, really, you're going to base your entire career on <laughs> a feather was on the ground. And it's like, hell yes, I am. Because you can't, you can't even describe the feeling of that personal connection, of that recognition that I'm not alone in this. Mm -hmm. That again, there are resources in our minds and our abilities and our spiritual instincts that we haven't tapped because we've been in fear, because we've been in willpower, because we've been choosing against ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been choosing against what we really want. And when we start to choose what we really, really want, I think that's when the universe opens up. That is such a beautiful, beautiful story. I love my feathers. I used to keep them back there, but now I have, you know, you can't make this shit up buttons back there. <laughs> I got changed a little bit, but at the same time, it was that spiritual moment of, of the uncertainty, which way do I go? Which way do I go? And it's not going to be that way for everyone. But like you said, it's one step. Go mm -hmm. right, Tracy, just see what's there. And then yes. give me some more signs. Oh, you know, here they and are. that's such a very important point, especially you mentioned before, like if somebody's feeling paralyzed, right? Or you're feeling really unmotivated or paralyzed, taking a step helps. 
because most times we're thinking, but I need a guarantee. I need to know this is going to work before I take a step. And it's the exact opposite, that taking a step is the guarantee. That if you take a step, it activates something else in you. It activates different brain chemistry. It gives you different perspective. It's motivating. It's activating. You know, a par- you know, when we're paralyzed, we can just get lost in that reality and we forget who we really, really are. Mm-hmm. And when we start taking these steps and we start connecting and we start um, experiencing life anew, that's when things really happen. And for me, that's what thriving through uncertainty is, is that, you know, all of life is uncertain and there's going to be so many decisions that are going on all the time. And again, we're always going to want to know the exact right thing, but I'm going to ask you to be looser with things, that things don't have to work out right away. It doesn't have to be that the first thing you do, it didn't work, so nothing's going to work, right? That's that's usually the, the go-to thought, but it's like, can we be looser with this? Can we be, I always tell my clients, be sporadic. I don't need you to be committed. I need you to be sporadic. I need you to be non-judgmental. I need you to try it. Make it safe to try. Make it safe to act and keep going and something will always kick in. And, and if not, there'll be a hundred feathers for you. You know, it was like- A hundred feathers. Backpack and dumped them on the floor. My son was like, God. what are oh you going to do with those? I'm like, this aside. Um, but I think a lot of people struggle with that. They think because it's they're uncertain of their future, Mm-hmm. It's going to be worse. Ooh, right? that, 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 say say more about that. What do you mean? So so you know, I, I'm afraid I don't know where I'll live or or what I'll do if I'm not married or I have to move out of my house. I'm afraid. I'm afraid, but we don't know that on the other side is a rainbow, right? Absolutely. We always think uncertainty is a negative fear because the fear yes. is attached to yes. it. We established that in the beginning, but yes. it, it's sort of like, and that's the whole thing right there. That's the whole thing right there is because I'm thinking from fear right? And who wouldn't, right? You know, but I'm thinking from fear. So that's what I'm projecting into the future, right? Instead of that, but what if it could work out? What if I could fly? Like, what if, what if, what if Tama's book is right? And this isn't about coping. It's about soaring. What if this change is here? Because my spirit demanded something else, something bigger, something better for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a story in the book too, that um, talks a little bit about that. Um, It was the story where I had to walk by a bear. Um, I'll just tell it very, very briefly, but um, I was hiking with, uh, I was hiking with a boyfriend at the time and uh, we didn't prepare properly at all. And we were we were in the Northwest and we were like, oh, we could hike to the ocean. That would be incredible. And we didn't bring enough stuff with us or whatever. And we were hiking and hiking. And, and I started realizing, you know, we're not gonna make it to the ocean and we need to get back before it gets dark because it was starting to get dimmer and darker and cooler and we weren't prepared. And so we start walking back and I hear this weird noise, like this knocking weird noise. You know, I'm not nature girl either, you know? And so um, I look, I look in, and there's this blackness behind these trees. And I'm looking, I'm like, I don't see anything, but I'm hearing something. And I see this blackness and all of a sudden I realize, oh my God, that blackness takes the shape of a bear. And I'm realizing, oh my God, I'm looking at a bear. And so instinctively I ran backwards, right? Like I just ran backwards. And then we had this decision to get out of this trail, we had to walk by the bear. That was the only way to get out. And everything in my fear self said, yeah, let's not bother. Let's just <laughs> stay here. You know, oh, sure, it'll get cold and we'll die of hyperthermia, you know, but at least we'll be comfortable, right? And it was such a metaphor because it was like, 
I could stay in the comfort, which felt good, but it was certain death because I knew that, that it would get cold and it would be hypothermia and then we really wouldn't be okay. Or I could face the unpleasantness of, I'm gonna walk by the bear. I'm gonna give myself a chance to go, go the way out. I'm gonna give myself that chance. Because when you say the uncertainty of the future, we keep comparing it to a past that we think is available or that we think is okay, but it wasn't okay. Mm. And it's not available. So there's no freaking choice right? It's not like even a choice. Mm -hmm. And again, you are now making the choice to save your own life. You are now making the choice to go for your, for your grace, your biggerness. It can't not work out. You're choosing for yourself with yourself. That's when things are going to unfold in a whole different way. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I tell people when they're with a narcissist that, you know, if they're sad and, and I don't want to leave them, I didn't want to, or this, it wasn't my choice. We don't know if we're being saved. Um, and most of the time we are because Absolutely. universe, spirit, God, whatever you believe in is going not healthy. You know, her. And the really coolest thing about this too. So my dad was a narcissist. I don't know if you know that, but I my dad, that. yeah. So my dad was a narcissist. So I grew up in that. And, um, and the thing about it was I was taught on some level to completely doubt my own reality. You know, like just to completely, I never trusted my instincts. I never trusted my opinion of, you know, I just, I, I had no, you know, if you told me that's green and when I'm seeing blue, it's like, okay, I think it is green. I can see the green in it. Right. Like, and so this path leaving, leaving, uh, you know, when I left law and without money, without a plan, without anything to follow instincts, it was like this spiritual healing. It's like saying, you are now going to have to trust your reality, right? Like I am now rejecting the reality that I've been spoon fed and I'm going to have to learn what my reality is. Mm -hmm. And that was terrifying. And I didn't want that. It wasn't like I said, oh, wow, that sounds like a fun spiritual lesson. Um, I didn't <laughs> want that. But in retrospect, it's probably been the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life mm -hmm. because it forced me, like that's the thing about uncertainty when you don't have a known path or a prescribed path or there's no you know, set thing, it's gonna force you to start owning who you are and listening to who you are. And that's the greatest gift you'll ever get. For me, that was such a major healing. And, it, and it's fighting for your life, just like we're describing, you know what? I'm going to take this choice and I'm going to fight for it instead of going, oh, darn, I got to change my life, my career and move, right? It's, I don't know what the future is going to be. And I said to someone the other day, since my marriage 10 years ago, divorce, I've been in this apartment in this condo for 10 years and I have never in my entire life been so happy. Okay. Yet for me, I was like, my marital home and all my neighbors and my friends and, and, and all of that was there because I wasn't able to look and go, maybe there's something better. You know, do you really need a big house like that? You're not a good lawnmower girl. This might be better for you, right? It, it's, it's, we don't know what it is, but it's yes. like hearing it, embracing it and going, I don't know what the future brings, but I'm excited to see it. Yes. I love that. And you know, it's interesting because when you were saying that, I kept thinking, um, I have a tagline in my first book, This Time I Dance, Creating the Work You Love, which was about career stuff, where it just said, if you're this successful doing work you don't even love, what could you do with what you love? And I think it's the same thing here, right? If you were this, that successful, being in an environment that was crippling you, that was destroying your soul, that was negating you, 
how successful can you be when you're finally in a safer environment? Or like I look at you, Tracy, and it's like your one choice to save your life has now opened up into this amazing calling where you are now saving thousands and thousands of other lives. And there are so many of us, I believe, that have so many talents and gifts to give and a calling inside us and, and a you know an expression of so much love that we didn't even know because we were surviving you know you were talking about surviving now but i think we were surviving then it was just so hostile you know and it was just so again it was so negating your true self and when you embrace your true self the whole world opens up and like you said it may look very different when you know i left law and i got a tiny little studio apartment and i was never happier in my life because for me it was freedom it was like i don't want to be owned by a career i want to discover who i am right mm -hmm. so um and again society tells us you need this to be okay you need that to be okay it needs to look a certain way and for me the way that we thrive through uncertainty it's not about how it looks it's about how it feels. It's not about how somebody else sees it. It's about what is working for you and your soul right now. And that is all that matters. Yes. And fighting for it. Fight for that life. Fight for the I don't knows, but I'll I'll be excited. Uh, I'll when it gets there, I'll know, right? It, we will have so much uncertainty in a narcissistic relationship and a breakup or a marriage. But you know, instead of fearing it embrace it and and thrive through uncertainty so i know you have a free gift for my audience can you tell everyone about that sure. i will and i'll just say what one quick thing about what you were just saying if that's okay of and it's like you know i also want people to know about in thriving through uncertainty it doesn't mean we're up all the time it doesn't mean that we're happy and excited all the time it means we're just putting one step in front of the other it means that you're being kinder to today to yourself than you were before. And if part of you is frightened, that's okay. And love that part and be gentle with that part, right? So, um, because again, we we can start thinking, I'm not doing it right, you know? And it's like, if you're putting one step in front of the other, you're doing great. So um, I do have a gift. I'm really excited to offer Very this. Very excited because, about yes, this. Uh, just, it was one of my most popular, popular webinars. And I just thought this would be perfect to offer to you guys for free. It's called Dare to Decide, making the most important decision decisions of your lifetime. Um, and so it was um, people who asked all kinds of questions about how do I know? How do I really make that right decision? How do I make another decision? All the things that come up. So I use my best coaching strategies in it, and it's free for you guys. And it's um, it's atamakeeves.com forward slash dare. So it's a secret little link for you for um, tamakeeves.com forward slash dare. Um, and it also hooks you up with um, my newsletter, which is my fortune cookies, which keep you inspired every single week. It's different digital fortune cookies that come to you. So I hope you get inspired. I'd love to have to support you. I, I'm building a global family of those of us who are living in inspiration instead of fear, and you belong with us. Yeah. And, and I'm going to make one more plug for you because this book literally took me out of my fear and mm -hmm. I, I went through it. I still have things in it and it's, it's here for five years now. And, um, I, I, I read it every single day and it inspired me and it's a, just a daily, a daily thing. Do you want to read today? You have the book right behind. Oh, sure. You. Let's do that. I didn't even close on that. Sure. I don't even, I didn't, that? Sure, uh, I didn't even know what today's, I, I just what is today's? um, so it is May 11th. May 11th. Let's do it. I'll read it. We'll close. Yeah. I have no idea which one it is, but we'll find out. Um, How do you know? All is well. 
All right. Let me, uh, la, 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 May 11th. You I surprised right? her, okay. everybody. There it is. <laughs> part of me knows that all is well. Another part of me darts her eyes, afraid to trust what she knows. Part of me knows I'm golden. The other part of the other part nurses disappointment. It's okay to feel this dichotomy. We won't shift into an inspired life all at once. The apple tree doesn't grow buds or blossoms instantaneously. Several, several branches are dormant. In some moments, the tree is part winter, part spring, and part summer. Today, I accept that blossoming doesn't take place all at once. Isn't that lovely, everybody? I'm telling you, this book, if you are struggling with the fears, get it. And then when you're ready and when you want to start to learn how to get through the this, I, I will put all the links down below. We're going to have the links to your, your giveaway and your website. And I can't thank you enough for being here. As I said at the beginning, you are my guru and you, you know, you left your Harvard job and, and your law firm and you have changed so many lives, including mine. And um, I'll be back in my course in miracles soon. <laughs> I hope so. And Tracy, I so appreciate Appreciate what you're doing for this planet and this world and and you following your calling and you are one drop that is creating an entire ocean of possibility out there thank you so much for your courage look at all those pins back there those are where my clients are so i have oh. clients in russia and clients all over the world and oh. if i didn't step into my power i'd still be making websites for you know dentists and that's <laughs> not that much fun just like <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank thank you so much i hope that you guys found something helpful in that if you are looking how to thrive through this uncertainty that you're going through i highly recommend that you get her book it is uh, life changing and it's exactly what we need when we are struggling with this uncertainty of what will i do now and who am i now and how do i get there and all of the questions that most survivors reach so um i, I suggest that you take advantage of her free gift i'll put a link down below and go grab that free gift because every time she's on the screen and she's teaching me i just learn so much so um teach the teachers so so to speak so this is Tracy Malone again thank you so much for watching if you are not subscribed to my channel please do and um if you like this one please check that little like button so YouTube says hey this must be important so I'll see you again next time and thank you so much for coming